0: well good afternoon faith family church so this marks a historic day uh, in our assembly as we're, this is the first time that yeah. we're uniting as a single church body in this new building and so a lot of excitement led up to this and we are now the first to do a, a discussion <laughs> paneling too so we're we're breaking ground here today mike Set a low standard for everybody else to follow i guess <laughs> set the bar nice yeah. and low yeah yeah so um Pastor Kyle preached on Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 13, uh, through chapter 10, verse 20, and he named the uh, sermon, You Need God's Wisdom for Navigating Life. And uh, one of the, the the things that he said in the intro is that Solomon is urging his readers to pursue wisdom and that it takes work, sweat, and, and pain. Yep. And I really liked one of the comments that he made, and he said that, Solomon failed to root out inconsistencies and it ruined his life. And so, you know, as he's writing this book, he's writing it out of a wealth of wisdom that has been earned through, I guess you could say life's failures and life's right. trials. And so he's, he's opening up with this transparency and in, in writing about things that quite frankly, we need to hear today. Right. So our kind of strategy for this discussion panel is, Kyle unpacked seven main points or main nuggets in this sermon. And we're just going to talk through each of these seven things and and how it impacted us and and what we're going to take away from that. So the first one that he said is that living a life of wisdom does not guarantee the world's applause. So when you hear that, what does that make you think?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we would like to think that we live in a world that will be um, accepting, sensitive or whatever. But Kyle also said for us to find wisdom, we we mine it from the word of God. Right. And we know how the world views the Word of God. It's it's foolishness. Fo- yeah, yeah, foolishness, <laughs> folly, yeah. Wh- whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's. I don't want to be cavalier with it, but it's kind of like, what else did you expect? Yeah. The, so if that's where I'm going to get wisdom, because yeah. the world has a, a wisdom that's actually the opposite of what true wisdom is. Right. So yeah.
0: Yeah, they're just falling headlong for the lies, uh, the deceptions of Satan and and you know everything that is counter to God's word, they accept and they uphold and they encourage. And if you're standing firm on God's word and the wisdom that comes from it, then you're gonna be different. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna, I mean, you could just take for a prime example, like uh, remember as a kid, they said, if all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you follow right. them, right? And so right. you've got a bunch of folks living in the world that are just leaping off this yeah. cliff and they're calling us Well, they're not applauding us because we're not jumping with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the second thing that he said is that a little folly can ruin a lot of wisdom. What's that make you think about, Mike? You, when we were talking before this, you talked about a a particular
1: individual that had been involved in a ministry that, um, showed some wisdom or showed some folly. Yeah. Lack of wisdom. And lack of wisdom. And, um, you know, it really affected, it ruined, I guess, Yeah. his ministry. We see that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just to maybe a side note is we're going through this before we get to the end. I'm just like, ah, oh, oh, the, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody else was, but I'm just seeing these things that, man, I, I can, I've lived that, mm-hmm. uh, doing stupid things. And, um, almost, it, it seems almost impossible sometime to get out of the stupid that I did.
0: Yeah. You know, I've heard it said that like one O Crud can ruin a thousand attaboys. And so yeah. you can have wisdom your entire life. And, you know, you make that one critical mistake and it can make the difference of your job, you mm-hmm. know, your ministry, mm-hmm. your marriage. I mean, it can have lifelong implications. So, so that there's there's a call to ensure that you don't allow that those foolish decisions to tarnish right. um, what what Christ is doing in and through you in your life. It once again brings me back to go to the Word for yeah. wisdom. If I have to root myself, or I am very prone yeah. to that. And you know what's what I often see is I think people, I see people try to justify it. Well, you know this, that, and they try to you know make excuses yeah. for the decision that they're going to make but the bottom line is is if the decision that you're you're following if that mistake that you're trying to leap into is counter to God's word no amount of rationalizing can reconcile it yep you have to follow God's word yep okay so another thing that Kyle said is he said that you must learn to live wisely under foolish leadership okay. talk to me about that mike
1: well you know we you and i and everybody that's listening to us have worked or been involved in some type of organization that at some point in time had foolish, um, leadership. Right. And you know, there's, I guess there's different tacks we could take. We could, be up in their face all the time and say this is stupid, this is foolish, this is let me. And, but I don't think that's really where we where we need to be. The the question is, but but that's a lot of times where we fall. And right, right. Like we're we're really happy to point out the foolishness, which is foolish in its in its very nature, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but learning to live wisely under a foolish leader, it, you know, do you remember Kyle said that it's been foolish leader since the
0: beginning. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: And, and we're not. Told, we're not promised that that's not going to happen so it's all about how are we going to live in that type of thing if we if or that type of environment if we if we uh fast forward to how this is focused on christ did christ live in an era full of foolish rulers absolutely, absolutely.
0: yeah herod <laughs> and yeah yeah yeah
1: and uh yet he um he was faithful to the mission that his father had given him and it didn't you know it it didn't seem to uh upset his day it didn't uh make him want to quit and you know we don't see that i'm the one that it's upset my day it makes me want to quit it makes me want to do that thing
0: i think what's interesting is you stop and you look at this and you see that you you should live wisely under foolish leadership and to recognize that in god's sovereignty God is not surprised Mm -hmm. in the job that we have or the leaders that we have that they're fools. Mm -hmm. He sovereignly placed us in those situations for his glory. And so how do you then have a heart change and and to not be so upset that you're trying to rail against that foolish leader, but then recognizing that that God's Mm -hmm. placed you there for a reason, maybe it's to bring the gospel to that individual. And, and then, how do you glorify him most through that foolish leader? You know, sometimes in the army, I've I've had some bosses that were foolish, and and they they're like, oh, let's go do this, and you're like, okay, sir. Well, we can do X, Y, and Z, but w- what's your desired end state? And then try to get them there in the most legal and <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the wise way. The yeah. wise way yeah. to do it. And sometimes, as long as you understand what their end state desire is, then you can kind of get them where they want to go without just bucking against the system yeah. and making points. Yeah. 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 Okay, so uh and this leads to number 4 which is great. He said every day you must demonstrate wisdom while working your job. Now you were a firefighter, so uh how does that uh you know apply to you? Well, and,
1: well obviously it was interesting. Remember they he actually had some practical Solomon did.
0: Yeah. Sharpen
1: yep. your your axe. Yep. Uh be, be careful, careful you, with the snakes and the
0: dig and and in the pits. Be,
1: yeah, so but that's wrapped up in a bigger obviously yeah. wisdom. Um so how do we demonstrate wisdom while working at your job? And um, I don't wanna sound like a break, broken record here, but not all, not all the time I knew how. Yeah. So what am I required to do is go to the word for wisdom, understand that there is more to this than my my health, wealth and prosperity, the, 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 yeah. the, the, uh, the job itself. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I don't know, I can't necessarily think of particular, um, examples per se, but I knew more than anything that because I claimed to be a believer, people were going to watch me. Mm -hmm. People were going to watch how I dealt with the the junk job that was given to me uh, to go out and do. Am I going to raise an eyebrow? Am I going to make a scene or this type of thing so that was the first place that I stopped I always felt like people were going to look at me am I matching up to the claims of who I say I am as a believer yeah. so that was the the first part uh, and, and then there was just, you know, obviously practical things that we would have to do for it so look, tell me because I'm kind of struggling here to
0: no well, I mean I think you could really cast a wide net with this because you know demonstrating wisdom while working on your job of my pr- previous job before I came here was working Army safety. I was mm. doing oh, yeah. policy, um, risk assessment, and and I got to read every single mishap for right. a period of three years, and so I could see where there were critical mistakes that that soldiers and individuals made that led to um, some of these accidents. And so um, I, I really kind of I chuckled because when I started reading about the digging pits and the, the the you know I'm like OSHA, all of our fire regulations, but then I think moreover as I kind of think about that, there's there's gotta be wisdom in everything that we do, whether, whether you're a blue collar or whether you're a white collar. And interesting for me, most personally, um, I think in, in my job, like I, I've worked some very, very intense jobs, just demanding in terms of requirements, demanding in, in the amount of time per day, I had to dedicate, you know, don't even have a break for lunch. Like I'm just grabbing two bites of a sandwich and going to the next meeting and I'm just exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. I mean, th- there were seasons mike when when i was lacing up my boots and and i had every bit i just it was exhaling lacking the strength that day to even serve yeah and and there was literally seasons for like i would say about a year and a half two years where every day i was reading ecclesiastes mm-hmm. every single day That's i was nice. reading this and, and i'm like i i just i needed to drink from this well because i needed to know that i was not alone yeah and, and that other people throughout the generations have also struggled, and applying that wisdom helped to give me the perseverance to continue to serve. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the fifth one. This is great. Uh, you you probably um, lectured your sons on this one. Um, he said, "You must avoid listening to foolish people." Yeah. What do you think when you hear that? Um. When when I. You know,
1: you bring up a good point I didn't really think about with my sons, especially. I was, as a as a parent, my wife and I were concerned that they'd get around the wrong people with the wrong um, advices for them. Mm-hmm. So we very, very um, intentionally knew who they were hanging out with and their their friends like that. As a parent, that was wisdom I had hopefully I had prayed for definitely, but hopefully God had given me onto protecting them while they were under my house from people who would lead them. Like we talked about the lemons who are going off the cliff every right. day in their life, their lifestyle, the choices that they make. Um, but the, the, the issue becomes is that's all the cool kids. Yeah. That's all the, the people who know what's going on and the people that are hip or, or whatever the word is they use today, uh, all these things that attract us to death, basically, just yeah. stupidness. Um, it, you know, Kyle, and I put this in parentheses, he gave us a definition of what a fool was. Yeah. And it wasn't someone who's an idiot. Right. It wasn't someone it's not for who a wasn't a No. He said that the fool, he gave a lot of things, but the one I wrote down was, has no regard for God. Yeah. If I begin to, if those people entice me, those are the people I begin to hang, I, I become the fool, don't I? I yeah. have no regard yeah. uh, for God. So that is a, you're right. Number five is one that, um, man, it takes you down a path of death, that, that's it. And, yeah. and I think that's just, um, you know, personally, I can, once again, get caught up in this stuff. I have to make sure that I weigh according to the gospel, according to the word of God, what this person's saying before I'm gonna fall on them anywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember a uh, wise guy once said, stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <So>, yeah. <Yep. laughs> little, little forest drop right there. Um, yeah. It's it's crazy because you stop and you look at this like you must avoid listening to foolish people and we have got foolish people that are fighting for control over the ways that we think yeah uh, there, there's a worldview. there's there's a clash of ideologies right now and if you don't think the way that they 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 think if you have a scriptural Christian worldview, then you're automatically, you know, a knuckle dragger. You're, mm-hmm. you're a bigot, and there are all the, the different names, the slanders that they throw at us. And so, you know, are, are you going to allow that to steer your direction towards the way that they think? Are you going to stay firm in the Word of God? Right. You know, I we, we're talking about John MacArthur, and sometimes he says things that offends people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a comment, I've probably quoted it before, but he said, to be open-minded is to be one step above a moron. <laughs> yeah, and, and so there's a sense in which we have to put parameters and guards around our minds and the things that we take into our yeah. heads to ensure that we measure it against the truth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the sixth one, um, he said that you must exercise wisdom while living under foolish governments.
1: Yeah, well, you know, no matter what side of this, Political spectrum that you're on, this is the one we want to f- fall on and, and maybe not listen so much to the others. But these all are connected, mm-hmm. every one of these. So number six is connected just like one and seven and uh, that. Um, you, once again, since the history of the beginning, mm-hmm. there have been foolish leaders. There's nothing that should surprise us about that. I think what surprises us sometimes is the, the 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 foolishness becomes this form of things don't make mm-hmm. common sense is just gone yeah. things that you know we we talk about i don 't know how many genders we 're up to now when the okay. bible no. yeah I, I don't even know and i' I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny the Bible says there's two there 's male yep. and female we have a world now that just i mean what It's just crazy. Yeah. God knew that when he wrote or, or, or inspired uh, Solomon to, to, to write right. these things. And we are to be actively salt and light in our world. We are to be the ones like, no, there are two genders. Here's what the Bible says about that. I didn't write it. That's what God does. Uh, And and so, yeah, we're going to live in, 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 if we live to be 100 years old, we're going to see more foolishness. That's right. And and if we're serious about looking in our past, we lived under foolishness, too. It wasn't just the good old days. So it's nothing new.
0: You know, what's interesting is um, as you stop and you look at this under the whole concept of foolish governments, there's never going to be a perfect human Mm -hmm. government that we are all. Um, you know, fallen humans and even in governments that are primarily Christian still have the ability to err because they're not perfect, they're not God. And that should beckon us and call us to look towards the future government that we have in the the new heaven, the new earth where we are tabernacled with our savior. So what we don't do is we don't place our faith in our governments recognizing that they're still fallen human beings, but God has instituted governments for a reason. Um, and, and so we're called to submit to governing authorities in as much as it doesn't infringe upon our Christian commanded duties that God has obligated us to do. The assembly of the saints and, mm. and the preaching of God's word. As long as the government doesn't tamper with that, then we just we got to we get to submit when we can vote. I mean, we, yeah. we have a vote in stake in the matter. But ultimately, we, we have to submit, recognizing that we don't put our hope in governments. We put our hope in Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so this uh, number seven, wisdom will help you avoid being a sloth and to avoid living in fear of birds. Talk to me about Twitter, Mike. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) He posted it because I'm a Twitter guy.
0: Yeah, I know you are. And
1: Mm -hmm. I I had... uh, I told you that I have just seen some comments that just from, you know, other supposed Christians that are just offensive to me. And Mm -hmm. I have wanted to just... You know, in righteous anger, unload, <laughs> and um, yeah, it, that's not wisdom. Yeah. Especially on a social media platform, we we talk. I, me and you, we can talk. We would never do that on social media. We would talk, and you know, we could deal with things like that. So that's just this weird thing that we can get caught up in. Christians can get caught up in the things that we repost and stuff mm-hmm. like that are not edifying, are not showing wisdom. They may show um, our leanings towards a political party or, or how we feel about a certain thing, but that's not yeah. not wisdom. And y- you know, the, the we're called to be to show wisdom, and to f- f- we got to take that serious. Yeah. I can't I can't post some junk on my Twitter account that can ruin my testimony. We yeah. can ruin what people, and then expect to come in here and, yeah, everything's to God's glory. Yeah. No, my Twitter post wasn't. So I have got to be careful about that. So that's, the, yeah, that's why yeah. I fell on
0: that one. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you've got to be wise. I mean, how many characters now? Is it 180? What, well, the, yeah, whatever. It, yeah. It, it, and I, I was just kind of chuckling, and, um, you know, in his mid-20s, John Calvin had written his institutes, I mean, volumes, mm-hmm. and he's like, mid twenties. Mm -hmm. And here we are trying to drop profound thoughts and 180 characters left. I mean, less. So I think it's, it, it it has the ability of being misconstrued. And even if your intent is right, right. Um, even if it's, it's truth and you're dropping logic, um, then it opens this can of worms and everybody's retweeting it and it just all sorts of friction. Now, uh, I kind of like this, this comment because I've seen it oftentimes in the workplace where people are kind of rallying and trying to, you know, build a little bit of a, of an opinion about somebody, right. and I'm just I'm just mum, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I try not to get involved in any of that stuff because you never know who the who the you know the rumors are going to get back to. Right. So, um, just just bite my tongue. And I think the same thing applies in person as as it does on yeah. your social media. Okay, so in closing, you know Kyle made the comment. He said, "Your salvation does not rest on your wise decisions." Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes. Thank goodness that I have a Savior mm. who lived the perfect life who died the death that I could never die to pay the price that I could never pay. Mm. And he did that to save me from my sins. Um, You know, and you say Jesus is the only one that said, I will live that wise life for you. And there's so many facets of the life of Christ and and in his substitutionary life and in his substitutionary death, you know, with him taking the wrath of God upon himself, but then living that perfect life and imputing that righteousness on our behalf so that when God sees us he no longer sees us in our sins yeah. he sees us dressed and clothed in the perfect righteousness of Christ I think it's just very you know foundational and, and, and great to stop and look at Ecclesiastes through a Christ-centered lens
1: absolutely absolutely not
0: a word
1: but a person in yeah. the word you know wisdom and yeah. it's just man
0: yeah what a great Savior we absolutely. have, absolutely we do yeah yeah. Yeah. So, Faith Family, um, we, we just hope that this sermon was a blessing to you and that this discussion panel kind of um, created some thoughts provoking for, in your mind for your conversation around the dinner table. And uh, we look forward to getting you guys back here next week as we continue to proclaim the gospel in Oak Grove and beyond. God bless. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church.